right, you guys, it's that time. We are back in motion. And I wanted to start this off with talking about something that I personally have come across in my personal life, as well as other people have as well. And that is attachment styles. Essentially, it's something that was very thematic. What I mean by that is it literally was the theme of my summer and the past couple of months. And it was something that kind of kept lingering throughout the weeks. And I realized, oh my goodness, this must be something that I personally have to work on because I really believe that a lot of the times when you're experiencing something and it keeps repeating itself, that means that that's a lesson that you personally need to get a hold of and get in contact with and control essentially because not control as in control it as I feel as though that word sounds so intense for this example but I just mean control as in okay if I know I need to work on this then what do I have to do to be able to heal you know and so attachment styles again there's three there's the avoidant there's secure and there's the anxious Specifically with this episode, I'm going to talk about the anxious partner. It's the one that I personally relate to the most. And it really appears in all aspects of your life. Attachment styles, regardless of whether you're avoidant, anxious, or secure, will appear in all aspects of your life because it plays such a key role in how you go about your relationships with other people and so a lot of the times it gets sprung up in dating although it can genuinely affect your relationships with people at work such as co-workers or friends and whatnot as well so to explain attachment style basically it is brought upon from your childhood so the roots of it are from your childhood And it's the relationship that you had with your parent or guardian. And so let's just say your parent or guardian was always available, always able to meet your emotional needs and all of that. Then your attachment style growing up would be a healthy bond. And so you'd essentially allude to being a secure attachment. And that just means that you are at a place where you can have, my goodness, my stomach literally just grumbled. I wonder if you guys heard that, but it just grumbled right now. Um, But yeah, so moving forward, essentially, yeah, so you have a secure attachment style with people. It's healthy. You have open communication. You're able to do all the healthy traits that let's say there's a list of healthy traits, then the secure attachment compared to the avoidant or anxious attachment style person would be able to check off majority, if not all, of the things on that list. Specifically with anxious attachment, it basically just means that your parent 
growing up or your guardian wasn't always there emotionally and so they may have been able to give you everything buy you everything although if they weren't there emotionally or were halfway there or whatnot there's this sense of anxious attachment that is sprung upon the individual that's growing up because then you tend to feel as though love is conditional and that it's not unconditional because when you go about with relationships let's just say with friends then you'd say okay I love my friend so your brain can genuinely can can contemptualize there we go the word that I messed up for the 2023 first episode is contemptualize (laughs) I still don't know how to say it though yeah your brain can't really process that it's a secure friendship because to you you feel as though there's this lack within the dynamic of the relationship so even if you're dating someone or you're friends with someone then you would feel that there's this lack especially when you're dating someone although I'll get that to that in a second so basically with an anxious attached person their best bet would be to attach to a secure person. So now I do have to explain secure and avoidant, though I'm going to explain it very shortly because both of those will have their own episodes as well. And so secure, I've explained. So avoidant is essentially someone who avoids. So they essentially would be avoiding contact. So this person may have gotten their emotional needs met, by their parent or guardian although when it comes to emotional things they they weren't there or they haven't been able to meet those emotional needs for that individual so then this individual is growing up and so they may have everything else although because closeness was never really there they will tend to avoid emotions does that make sense i'm hope i'm hoping i'm making sense here and so so basically the avoidant person would and there's also fearful though that is there's disorganized and so that there could be fearful avoidant which fearful avoidant means that they're kind of a little bit of both so they can avoid and be anxious at the same time and that's called disorganized attachment style which is when you're two So your ultimate goal is, of course, to be secure. To best explain this, it would be secure would have no fear. The avoidant person would have low fear, although would essentially avoid. And then the anxious person would have high, high fear. And what's really interesting about the anxious and the avoidant is that the anxious is the complete opposite of the avoidant because they're anxious and they have high fear and so they're relegating their relationships and their own emotions at a very, very high level of anxiety. And so the anxious person, so let's just say the anxious person is in a relationship 
And the person, a friend or, or a partner, could simply say, hey, I'm really busy. That's, let's just say that one text. Hey, I'm really busy. And the anxious partner, rather than going to a healthy mindset and state of thinking and saying to themselves, oh, this person's busy. That is okay. This person's allowed to do what they want to do. That is okay. I will do what I want to do. The brain is more so running from an anxious state. And so the thoughts are all anxiety induced. So it would be the complete opposite. It would be more thoughts that are that are like, this person is busy. What if what if they're just getting really annoyed with me? What if this is an excuse to just not talk to me? That's an anxiety thought. This person is busy. What if they're just hanging out with someone else that they would rather hang out with? You know? And so that's probably the best way that I could explain it is you want to think of the thought process that's happening within the individual's mind because then that will also be able to explain the differences between secure, anxious, and avoidant. So secure would go, okay, this person's busy, right? And just leave it at that. And then avoidant would go, this person's busy. They would sort of have, they could have the same thought process as the anxious where, but it's it's essentially less about them. And so they would avoid and kind of go to the thought process where it goes, oh, this person's busy. Well then fine, the next time they want to hang out with me, I'm going to be busy. That's really toxic too, you know, because the other person is genuinely literally just busy going about their day. And then you have two polar opposite thought processes that are just extremely negative and unhelpful for themselves and the other person and overall the relationship as a whole. Diving into anxious attachment style, you would, because there's a lot of anxiety that is attached to it, this person is extremely insecure. So I'll speak for myself and because I kept saying in the beginning, oh, it was such a running theme. Clearly, I have stories to share. Although I'm not going to share all of them, I just want to be able to give you some examples. And so if anyone else is dealing with anxious attachment style, so that you know that you're not alone as well. And that, yeah, 100%. It can be extremely nerve-wracking, extremely on my end, I felt a little bit embarrassed figuring out that this was my attachment style. And so I want you to know, though, the best thing about all of this is that there's obviously resources and there's help and you have to do the work yourself to get to a better place and a better state where you're not running on anxious attachment with other people or relationships in the dating scene and all of that. So anxious attachment, they're extremely insecure. And because they're really, really insecure, they'll cling on to the person. So now I'm going to focus on dating a little bit. So one thing that I've noticed is when back in the day, (laughs) when I used to be in the dating scene, I definitely was really insecure about it. I was definitely so insecure about dating. It's the one thing that honestly I could say, yeah, 100% I'm insecure. But it's just work that I need to do within myself so I could get to a better state where I'm secure. So being insecure makes you clingy. 
it can when i was looking into some notes it can also make you really possessive obviously as well though i feel as though i'm the clingy type so i go oh my goodness i'm so insecure i want this person to really like me i want to show this person that i'm good enough right because those thoughts are anxiety thoughts they're and they're also clingy thoughts because then I go, I want to show this person that I'm good enough. So even if this person's busy or they're telling me literal things that are logical and rational and they're just living their life, my my brain goes, oh my goodness, I, I need to hit them up all the time. I need to text them all the time. I need to call them. I, I need to show them that, you know, I care about them, X, Y, Z. Which, in a healthy relationship, you honestly don't even need to do. You don't have to always go out of your way of course, if you're naturally texting, it's fine. Although I feel as though when it comes to anxious attachment, specifically from my experience and me, <laughs> I would say that it is just extremely clingy. And so the other aspect of it is there's this deep fear of rejection as well. And it doesn't help one because I already really, really, really struggle with the concept of rejection, not just in dating, though through everything. Like, I, I'm very, very highly sensitive. And so this is an aspect of my ADHD. And I'm not really, I'm not tr going out of my way to just blame every, like, point fingers at every other thing that I'm struggling with and saying it's because of this. Rather, it helps me be able to navigate why I'm behaving the way that I am, whether it be very toxic or very healthy. At least I'm able to have a foundation of understanding of where these behaviors are coming from, especially when I feel as though they're, they're not me and they're out of my control sometimes. Alrighty, so with that being said, the other thing is you just don't also really trust other people and the reason you don't trust other people is because it comes from the emotional needs not being met so I kind of explained this with friends though when you are with a partner it may seem as though an anxious person is being vulnerable or in a healthy way by saying hey, I, I need to know this, I need, to, I need you to do that, or X, Y, Z. Though if they're not explaining it from a place where it's saying, I, I'm kind of struggling with my anxious attachment right now, do you think we could work through it? If that's not being said, if there's no boundary being put in place and it's really just running off of thoughts and, and saying, text me back and, and things like that, or call me back or whatnot, then it's really unhealthy. And that's something I learned for myself, honestly. And I, I'm saying this because I don't want anyone else to feel ashamed or any type of way because I personally felt really, really ashamed. I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I'm like this. This is crazy. So it really runs from the parent-child relationship, right? And so my brain kind of resorts to okay, what was it like when this parent was behaving in this specific way and it would trigger the anxious attachment? And then I could parallel that 
and look to the opposite end with the relationship for example if i'm dating a partner or a friend or something you know creating a friendship and then i could parallel and when i look at both those examples and i think okay my parent wasn't always vulnerable or super close or anything like that and so with other people I kind of tend to look for that. I kind of tend to look for that for that vulnerability or that co- closeness with other people. Although other people's perception may also have a different concept or idea of what they would want their friendship or their relationship to look like, right? And so that's why it's so important to navigate and find the root of the cause of your behaviors. One thing that I really, really noticed was my behavior demonstrating anxious attachment traits really began to also explain why I feel as though people would unintentionally pull away. And I kind of, I've noticed this throughout high school, my early 20s and stuff, and I've never really been able to put a finger onto it as to aha uh-huh, this is the reason until a couple months ago where I really learned that this is something that I personally am having issues in and so when I started to look more and more into it I realized okay you know because of my high anxiety and my my neediness to be close I think it's a good thing although the person on the opposite end literally feels suffocated you know the person on the opposite end is going oh my goodness we're literally friends or oh my goodness i'm i'm literally your boyfriend what what is happening why are you so anxious why are you going th- towards such extremes to prove that we're friends or to prove that we're together right and so th- that is one way the anxious attachment style could also be really toxic and also really screw you over because you end up losing these important people in your life unintentionally because you're running literally on fear-based thoughts and fear-based actions. So you're probably thinking, okay, should I get out of the dating game as a whole? I personally did. I did and the only reason I did is because I wanted to be able to work on tools because these are tools that I don't have in my pocket just yet although I know that I can get them through work and so a couple of the things that I personally did that you may want to do as well I always bring this up although it's just so so important to me and so I feel that writing is so key and I always tell people write although One thing to help you is you could look up prompts for anxious attachment dating style or anxious attachment or of course if you're let's just say you want to work towards secure and all that though I really think it's best to fix the root and then jump to the next foundation. So look up prompts for anxious attachment styles specifically in friendships or dating and write meditate and the reason meditate meditating would really help with this is because 
you would be able to get in tune with yourself. And so all the little things that make you really uncomfortable, for example, if someone said that, this is another anxious attachment style example. So if someone says they're going to call you at five, okay, they, they say, okay, I'm going to I'm going to get home. I'll call you by 5. You know this person usually gets home by 4.30. But this time they got home and they decided to, who knows, call a parent or something. Or let's just say their boss called them or their parent called them. And so they were talking on the phone for a little bit longer and it was past 5. So the anxious attachment person would be going, they, they told me they'd call at 5. They hate me. They don't like me anymore. They don't want to be friends or they don't want to date or xyz and so you'd experience all these high anxiety inducing signs or traits and so it's really 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 important for an anxious person to not under any circumstances in my personal opinion to not date an avoidant partner because if someone is an avoidant partner and they leave when things get close and you're an anxious person attachment person and you need to get close you need to get close and this person literally leaves as soon as they get close that's like the most treacherous thing that i could think of that is just a disaster and and it's not a disaster waiting to happen it's literally a disaster already and so the best thing is for an anxious person to date a secure person because that secure person is in a state where they're healthy and their thinking their thinking style would go I'm sorry I didn't call at five I know I said I would though this happened and they would just explain it and then that would just be the end of that and in of course this is the perfect analogy in a perfect world not knowing of course all the other things of how two partners could be running their relationship that would be kind of how it would end so the reason why meditation really comes in handy as well is because when you start to experience these triggers for example if someone doesn't respond at all or if someone is you know changing their behavior you know all of it one second they are always there or whatnot and then another second they're completely gone and that would trigger you and so during those moments the best thing to do is honestly meditate and be one with your thoughts and try and grasp onto your thoughts and you know and say to yourself why am I experiencing this actually rather than why the best thing to do also, in my opinion, is to say, breathe in and say, I am aware that I'm experiencing anxiety right now because this person didn't call back or text back or this person decided to hang out with this person instead of me or whatnot. And I know it sounds really childish, but a lot of adults genuinely experience this. And the times that these attachment styles come about the most is through dating as well. And so... I really, really think it's important to add meditation into that because it would also help alleviate the anxiety symptoms when you're being triggered in those moments. So, of course, there's writing, there's meditation, and 
this wouldn't be after you have come to realize that you have this attachment style, right? So the first thing is really to find the root of the problem. And so if it is attachment style, you found the root, then you can begin doing meditation. You can begin doing shadow work prompts and write on it and then figure out where this is all coming from, why you feel this way, and can you remember when it started occurring and all of those things really get into the psyche of that. And then the other thing is start to notice your behavioral traits, the toxic ones that really get triggered, and then also start to even look up maybe other ones that you're not aware that you're doing because I feel as though that's what really helped me understand as well because I wasn't even aware that I was behaving in this matter until after the fact, right? And so once you figure that out as well, you want to be able to start working on your behavior and you want to be able to, rather than texting right away and saying, hey, where are you? and Or something like that, like sending 10 texts or a paragraph or something, your next key step would be, okay, well, why don't this time, why don't I just meditate and not text that's an example of being aware of your behavior and trying to fix your behavior so all the things that trigger the following action of what you do after you become triggered is the behavior that you want to change well that is all i have for you guys and i have missed you i hope you have had an absolute beautiful holiday and I hope that the new year is going well. I cannot wait to see what this new year brings for all of us. I'm genuinely excited for 2023. I know that it's been a scary thing to say for a lot of people, though I'm going to say it. I'm excited for 2023. I think it's going to be a good year and I just hope that everything that you are wanting to do or working towards I hope that this is the year that it happens. And if no one has told you this yet today, I love you and I will see you next Wednesday. Wednesday.